Hello, and welcome to what I'd call a very special episode of From A to Xenon. Usually a Disney Channel original movie podcast, but um, it feels weird to introduce it that way, given what's about to happen to you. Um, first Get off, I'm Jan. to you? <laughs> what are we telling the break I, it's, What you are being blessed with. <laughs> Okay, let's say our names first. I'm Jihan. I'm Avery. And this, because you know we need a little romance in this, our, I was going to say month of love, it's Black History Month. <laughs> Lots going on in February, but in this, the week leading up to, to Valentine's Day, which is when we're recording, yes. we've decided, yes, uh, to do a rom-com themed episode because I'd say that's our other area of expertise. <laughs> Let's let's give let's give the audience a little bit of context and let's mm-hmm. talk about how this was inspired because yes you and I had a phone call maybe like 2 weeks ago where Twitter was a buzz because there was a trend going on where they asked people to name what was their favorite three rom-coms that wasn't gone girl <laughs> was I think the tweet <laughs> Yes, and that tweet was one of those ones where it's like, quote this with your three favorite rom-coms, which, yes, yes, they're built to get engagement, but they get engagement because these are the questions that get the people going. Um, And I just want to say that I saw this and my heart fluttered. I started sweating. I was not well for a good couple of weeks. Like, I want to be clear. I didn't participate because I was like, if I'm on record stating that, like, these are my favorite three, like... And then realize that I missed something incredible, like lives would be destroyed. Like there's just, there's too much. Yeah. I mean, it's like, truly, you just sounded like you were about to give the the speech from Veronica Mars season two where it's like, <laughs> what is it? You know it better than Yes. <laughs> lives yeah. ruined. What is it? Um, anyway, I mean, Veronica Mars. <laughs> I I don't think I don't think it's to anyone's surprise that Jahan and I take rom coms very seriously. This was Jahan's thesis in in college. Um, we have spent most of our lives together watching rom coms and eating food of some sort of capacity, like for the last fifteen years. So. I don't know. I I feel like we're experts in the field, but with great knowledge and expertise comes challenge and difficulty. <laughs> I I agree, and I I will say yes. We this is the thing we like best. And a, another part of what inspired this episode is that our fans, all six of you, several of you, had come to us and said, you know, we love the pod. We're not always watching decoms though which as adults who listen to a decom podcast i can understand that i don't respect it but i understand it (laughs) (laughs) but i understand it's hard to keep up with watching movies for a podcast and several people said they liked feeling like a fly on the wall of our friendship and i think this is at the core of our friendship and if the most fun part of the podcast is giggling with us we want to give people an opportunity to giggle with us even if Unfortunately for themselves, uh, they're not decom fans. And that's hard for me to face because <laughs> I didn't know there were such people. <laughs> I've made my grandparents watch Starstruck with me. Anybody can be a decom fan. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do a few different things here. But first, 
Avery and I have both tried to prepare lists of our favorite rom-coms. I don't know how long we said they could be anymore. <laughs> I just kept writing down <laughs> rom-coms. <laughs> but I think we, we both ran into the problem of there's categories. Yeah, yeah. Rom-coms have subcategories if people didn't know. And so mm-hmm. what I've done is I've made seven subcategories. But each one has no more than like three or five. Okay. So it's a list of maybe like 20, 22 movies. And I will say I'm going to, Avery's going to have some subcategories where I simply won't have a movie. (laughs) I don't watch old movies. Who do you think I (laughs) Dang. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Are we doing this? All right. Let's, let's do this. Okay. I'm so scared. Oh, I think what we should start off with is adult contemporary. What's contemporary? Don't do this to me. <laughs> so what I think like I have a list of the five that I came to while trying to answer that tweet of three. Okay. okay However, okay. there is more. And I do think that is generally adult contemporary for what it's worth. Okay. <laughs> the list started at like 12 and this is what I got it down to I've got you've got mail okay Bridget Jones diary (gasps) okay moonstruck okay forgetting Sarah Marshall okay and Notting Hill (gasps) whoa I'm shook because I don't think we had any of the same movies oh my god and I thought we were (laughs) I the thing is you know that all of the things we kicked off of our lists are on the others list like I know a movie that I did, that didn't make it for me I know it's gonna be on yours and I know exactly which movie it is I'm shook because I thought oh we're gonna have at least have one or two movies that overlap we didn't have any oh. okay wait how many how many did you list how many I listed that? five okay okay I I have a list of five okay and this is my adult contemporary rom-com okay mm-hmm. mine were when Harry Met Sally. Yes. 13 going on 30. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Brown Sugar. Ooh. Working Girl. And then this is this is very off. I Okay. I don't think many people have like seen this movie, but I love it anyway. Down with Love. I watched that for the first time literally a year ago. Like this weekend a year ago. Oh, okay. I watched it for the first time and had a blast. <laughs> okay. I thought it was a great movie. Incredible, like design. Oh, it was so fun. I actually, this holiday season, watched a like, or no, not this holiday, like last fall, went to <laughs> see um, the desk set, which is like one of those, yeah, uh, like classic, like, uh, what's the, not his girl Friday. What's the phrase for those uh, 60s era rom-coms where they're always at each other's? What are you trying to say? There is a name for that. There's a, It's a type of rom-com specific. Like, I mean, it continues. But anyway, Down With Love feels inspired by that genre. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's really wonderful in how it does it. I will say, uh, When Harry Met Sally was the one that was hardest to keep off my list. I love that movie. It was the main film in my rom-com pieces. I do think it is a perfect encapsulation of the rom-com. It does everything right. Yeah. I, the only reason it didn't make my list is because I love, I love You've Got Mail so much. And it feels like I couldn't have two Meg Ryan's. 
I feel like she is at the peak of her powers in You've Got Mail. Really? I Oh, she's incredible in When Harry Met Sally, but... Okay, oh okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I feel like we, ha- we got to talk about him. We got to talk about him. Okay. Where do you... What movie do you want to start with? Oh, I remembered the phrase. Sorry. Screwball comedies. Oh, screwball comedies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Where, where do you want to start? What movie do you want to start with? I guess When Harry Met Sally as the one that I think most makes most people's list. Okay. Yes. I, I will say when when going through the tweets, I felt like Harry When Harry Met Sally was the consistent one. Like the one that I saw, it was at least everybody's in everybody's one. When Harry Met Sally, I'm not going to lie, I came late to the game. See? I don't think I watched it until college. And then the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is cute. It really took me watching it the second time to be like, oh, this movie's magical. Like this movie it absolutely is. Has magic. <laughs> yes. I, I think you're so right. I like it's weird because I'm saying it as someone who didn't include it, but I it's like I think I could trade it for any of them very happily because mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect film. I think it's oh god, like I think part of the joy of a rom-com is also the supporting cast. And I think when Harry Met Sally nails it, Carrie Fisher does not miss a single line delivery, you know? Like, Mm -mm. it's... And that's the thing, that movie, you only really need a supporting cast of two. (laughs) You've got Carrie Fisher, you've got Bruno Kirby. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's so good. And I feel like there's so many things that make it magical. Like, I... their, Their conversations together throughout the seasons the the like cinematography and the the appreciation of new york like walking down the street and seeing those fall colors their outfits my god their outfits are just like (laughs) perfect and you know if avery and i were to dress up as them i think i would be in a hairy fit and avery would be in a sally fit and i do think that speaks to who we are (laughs) I love the 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 turtlenecks and the blazers and the highway. I mean, like it's just. I it's... thought he wanted to. He didn't want to get married, but he just <laughs> didn't want to marry me. <laughs> it's it's just oh, it's so good. It is so good, and it's one of those movies too. I was talking about it with one of our mutual friends, and I was like, I feel like there are certain rom coms that like I attach with certain seasons. And it's like the second September or October hits, like I want to watch Harry when Harry met Sally. Like, yeah. And I think that's a natural segue to You've Got Mail because that is the movie. Like, I think the reason that made the list for me instead of when Harry got uh, when Harry met Sally is also because I remember watching that movie as like a five year old or something. It came out in 98, I think. So it was around. it came out around then. And somebody put, so it must have been like the next year, I was five or six, somebody put it on the TV in a way that was accessible to me. And I have loved it since then. I have gone back to it constantly. It just feels like home to me. It's also another love letter to New York in the fall, another Nora Ephron moment. And I think you see so much of like her work with Rob Reiner in When Harry Met Sally in in You've Got Mail. Mm-hmm. And listen, are things perfect? No, he puts her out of business and we're supposed to still believe in them. But it is that love for, like, yeah, it's that love for New York in the fall. And so to me, that feels like, like, she's always, she's talking about how crisp it is, how it feels like a, 
like a bouquet of freshly sharpened pencils. And there's so much, there's so much love. Like since I'm in New York, friends and I have gone to Riverside Park where the movie ends two years. I've gone two years in a row now to, as a sort of, you've got mail pilgrimage. We stop by Zabar's and we try to go to the cafe that they've, they, they meet at, but it's been closed both years. Oh no. Hope you open up soon again, Cafe Lalo. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I think it's so lovely. But also on When Harry Met Sally, I forgot to say, and you've got, you've got Harry Connick Jr. delivering on that soundtrack. The music is so good. It's so good. Yes. Yes. Okay. So if I want to watch When Harry Met Sally in the fall, 13 Going on 30 is the movie I want to watch come springtime. Like, Oh, that's so springy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I watched it again in getting prepared for turning 30 last week. And mm-hmm. I cried. Like, I hadn't seen it in a long time. And, you know, it's a movie I've watched at least a dozen times flat. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I'm really going to sit here and like sit in my bed and savor this movie. And I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to like scroll and I'm not going to do anything. Like, yeah. I'm just going to sit here and watch it. Jennifer Garner is such like her performance in that movie. She makes me believe that she is she is waking up as a 13 year old. Like she is funny and genuine and so charismatic. And I just I love her to death. And like her and Mark <laughs> Ruffalo in that movie, I'm like, those chemistry reads must have been so good. Because, like, in the movie, I'm just like, oh, what do you mean you're not married in real life? Like, what do you mean you don't? <laughs> what? I think chemistry is so, so, so important to all of these rom-coms because I don't think we're going to list one that has bad chemistry. And if we do, we should be punished <laughs> because I think chemistry is key to rom-coms. Yes. There's these pictures going around right now of Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher um, to advertise like on the red carpet for their new rom-com, Your Place yeah. or Mine. And I, I'm still going to give it a chance because it's written oh, by Aline Brosh McKenna, who wrote The Devil Wears Prada, who like made a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Listen. She is one of our queens. <laughs> we we expect great things from her. Um, but, oh, you know, The Devil Wears Prada didn't make <laughs> my list. I it's, I have thought about The Devil Wears Prada, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, it's also not. I think we, I wouldn't say it's a rom-com. I don't think it's a um, rom-com. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, and they're just like standing like two strangers asked to take a photo together, which is very funny, but it's also like, Somebody was like, you know, I just I just believe that Reese won't deliver a bad performance. And I would argue that Reese Witherspoon has one of the movies that has the worst chemistry I have ever seen in a rom-com in my life. Avery, do you remember the film How Do You Know? I have blocked that movie entirely out of my life to the point that, like, I don't even remember what the premise was anymore. That movie was not good. Right. And it just, like... Like, again, I don't know what happened in the writing or the directing or what, but how you you put Reese with Owen Wilson and or Paul Rudd, which is essentially like, and nobody's showing up for us. <laughs> Jack Nicholson there. and Jack Nicholson's in there. Like, it just like the premise is she is a retiring professional softball player. And it's like 
she feels a little lost without her softball career. So she's finding love and it's either with a professional baseball player in Owen Wilson or just some random dude, Paul Rudd. I don't remember the premise. It's, I, yeah. it's, it's so bad. It's bad. <laughs> and like, it's bad. And so like the reason we've both blocked it out of our memory is because the lack of, I mean, the thing is you can make a pretty bad movie and I will watch it for chemistry. Mm-hmm. A movie, this is not a bad movie I'm about to list, but a movie that is carried by such good chemistry that, like, I think it could have made a lot of people's lists, and I'm surprised it didn't make one of our... I'm not surprised it didn't make one of ours because we love so many movies that it's hard to make that list. But set it up, that chemistry between um, <laughs> Glenn, Glenn... It's Glenn Powell, right? Yeah. And Zoe Deutsch. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've seen the clip. Are y'all in love? I've seen the press junkets. Like, it was too much. I couldn't handle it. Right. And I think that should be reflected in press junkets. So, yes, chemistry is so important. Back to Jennifer Garner. One of my favorite facts about 13 Going on 30 is that the reason she was cast in it is because she got up when she won either her Emmy or her Golden Globe for Alias and was so charismatic and so adorable and so charming and just so generally delightful that the director was like, that's who we need. Yeah. I mean, it is so good. And like, I love like her bright, beautiful outfits. Like, even though this movie came out in 2004, I was like, oh, I'd wear like every single one of her outfits today. I think Mark Ruffalo is a powerhouse. I think he's so good. I wish he did more rom-coms because he was definitely in his rom-com era in the early 2000s. I wish he went back to it. I... And listen, I know you need that Marvel money to support your family, but Mark, come back home. Come yes. back home. <laughs> yes. I love him. Him and Reese Witherspoon and Just Like Heaven. Like, oh, yeah. love that movie. <laughs> it's a weird one, but yeah, it's, I like it. <laughs> it's a weird one, but it's so good. I, 13 going on 30, like, it's so good. I cried when I watched it last week. It is, it is a movie of a generation. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Also has one of our other queens, the girl who deserves her own rom-com, maybe, Judy Greer. <laughs> yeah. Judy Greer has been playing the best friend forever, and I would love to see her in a rom-com, too. I will say, like, luckily and great, I'm very grateful this is happening. She and Katherine Hahn have both had these really great, like, prim- like, one of the great things about, like, being in this golden age of television is they've both had really great uh, TV, uh, prestige TV shows in the past couple of years and a few, a few like breakout roles, like not breakout because they've been famous for so long, but like big starring moments for both of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Was it my list's turn? Yeah, it's your list turn. Okay. This one, I was surprised you didn't have because we both love this movie so much. So I think much like 13 going on 30 was maybe my after when Harry met Sally pick. Maybe this is close on yours. Bridget Jones. Y'all, let me tell you about the story about Jahan and I and Bridget Jones. (laughs) Jahan and I were in high school knowing that Bridget Jones was a classic, but had no way to watch it. Like it wasn't on any streaming. It wasn't anywhere. This is when Blockbuster... We did not have streaming yet, Avery. Yeah, yeah. We we knew this movie was of epic proportions, but we had no way of actually going to watch it. Jahan and I went to a Blockbuster. The Blockbuster by your house. And we went searching and found The Edge of Reason. 
but could not find the first movie. <laughs> we went to that blockbuster many times, being like, y'all have number one yet? <laughs> Why don't they have number one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But here's the thing. I, I think what ended up happening, and tell me if I'm wrong, Shahan, we ended up not seeing the first one together, right? We saw it separately. Is that what happened? I think so. I don't think oh. we, I don't think our first <laughs> watching of it was like together. I think it was like, oh my gosh, it's finally on a streaming platform. And I think we watched it separately. We've seen it together a bunch of times since then. Yeah. <laughs> and we watched the second one together because it was the natural. Yeah, like, we watched the second one together. And we went to the movies to go see the third one together. We ditched our friends. Perfect. <laughs> what were they doing? <laughs> I think we I think we all went hanging out in the morning and we like separated in the afternoon and we're supposed to get back together in the evening. And you and I were like, let's go see Bridget Jones. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I'm not in the least bit surprised that we made the right choice. Okay. <laughs> I will choose Bridget Jones over friendship every single time, every single opportunity. <laughs> and I just want to say, number two is trash, but they really made a comeback for number three. Number three is so good. So good. Let me just say, Hugh in that first one, even though he is a cheating liar, <laughs> that scene when he comes out of the water, I've never seen a man hotter. Like, I was like, dear God. <laughs> help <laughs> speaking of very beautiful men like in wet white shirts i just watched pride and prejudice 2005 for the first John! time this weekend <laughs> we're not there that's on my period piece rock list i didn't have a period piece list <laughs> okay i'll save it for then <laughs> my god <laughs> um Yes. So Bridget Jones, I just think there is something not to take us back to Pride and Prejudice, but like my friends and I were talking this weekend about how Colin Firth said Matthew McFadden um, or McFadden uh, mm -hmm. was the was he like wrote to him and was like, you are Mr. Darcy. Like he had been Mr. Darcy in the BBC version and he was like, you're Mr. Darcy. I think Colin is Mark Darcy. It's like the role of a lifetime for him. He might not feel that way career-wise, but I do. I mean, like, Oscar for King's speech, get out. I literally do not give a fuck about the King's speech. I give a fuck about Mark Darcy's speech when he says, I like you just as you are. And that's my a speech. That's a speech. <laughs> my favorite line of the movie is was. What is it? Nice guys aren't supposed to kiss like that. Oh, yes, they fucking oh. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, sweating. And it's maybe because I'm, like, really moving around and really emotional <laughs> about this episode. But <laughs> Adam just messaged us, this is incredible podcasting. And I agree. <laughs> like, if a man said that to me in the snow... Oh. Weak in the knees. Let's get married today. Like, I, I'm not ready. Listen, I haven't formally come out on the podcast. I think we all know I'm a, I'm gay. Let's get over, let's move past that. If a man said that to me in the snow, I'm also weak in the knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Shahan. <laughs> okay, if Colin Firth specifically in that role says that to me. <laughs> hey, Colin. <laughs> Our email is supernovagirls2049. <laughs> Send us a quick note. <laughs> we'll be in touch. Help. Um, <laughs> I just... There's something so lovely about that movie, and it's mm-hmm. one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. 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 It's so good. It's so good. A movie I didn't include that is also one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life, because I sometimes call it a rom-com, but I think it's ultimately a movie about female friendship. Bridesmaids. <laughs> I... We'll have to talk about that later, because I've only seen okay. Bridesmaids once on a plane, and I hated it, and I've never seen it again. <laughs> Have you been avoiding saying that to me and Anita every time we talk about it? I I saw it once <laughs> on a plane and I was like, oh, I don't like this movie at all. And I do think it, it was it benefits from a movie theater experience. Okay. Um, okay. I also think uh, whatever. <laughs> we okay. don't have to fight right now, not in front of the kids. Okay. <laughs> 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 and I want to be clear that we are each saying five right now. I personally don't feel like the order is like, like these were the five I grasped from my many. Okay. I wouldn't say they were ranked. I don't know if you would. Oh, no, 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 no. These are, these are not ranked, not ranked, not ranked. Okay. Um, I want to talk about brown sugar because one of the things that I did notice on the Mm rom-com list or on the, on the quotes, on the quote teats that I was saying was that, yeah. The Black rom-coms were not getting a lot of love. And it makes me really sad because Mm -hmm. those movies, and I'm thinking of, like, The Best Man, Queen Latifah, like, anything that that woman is in has been phenomenal. Like just rewatched The Last Holiday. Yes! Very recently. (laughs) The Last Holiday, Just Right, like, Love Jones. I mean, the 90s were, like, bring it love and basketball the 90s were bringing out black rom-coms and like black love like nobody's business so brown sugar for me which also has queen latifah in it as like a friend a best friend role brown sugar is so special to me like i love the music in this movie i love tay diggs and sanaya lathan's like chemistry i mean it's not a surprise that they go off and like in the best man series like they are a couple too in that like i think they do so well together i think the the humor the comedy of it is so great i don't know if you've ever seen the tweet going around where like he breaks up with his wife like he sees his wife cheating with him at the restaurant and it's like we're celebrating my divorce like it it is something that i I have like (laughs) it's something that i (laughs) quote auto regular and i just like most deaf queen latifah like it's it's just a really great cast. And again, chemistry. It's so good. And like best friends mm-hmm. to lovers. It's a, it's a theme that I'm noticing like when Harry met Sally 13 going on 30. Like it is a theme that I'm seeing here in my top. It's, it's not just a theme. It's per my thesis, oh, the yes. backbone of the romantic comedy <laughs> as seen in Much Ado About Nothing. Which is... <laughs> Which is on my list for period, my favorite period piece. I, it was, it, it's literally like right below my five on one I would have included if I could have found one to, to okay. bail on. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> because yes. uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yes, but I love brown sugar. 
I I think it's a, a a great movie with a great cast. I highly recommend it for those who have not seen it. Get your Valentine's Day and your Black History Month all into one and watch <laughs> Brown Sugar. Okay. Okay. I I have seen it only once and I loved it. And you mentioned love and basketball and oh my fucking god, did I love that movie. <laughs> It was just on TV one day, and I said, this is incredible. I've never well, seen anything like it. To be fair, it's one that I didn't watch until college either. Like, I didn't watch Love and Basketball until, I want to say, like, my sophomore year of college. But when I saw it, I was like, well. It was on TV at some point when we were in high school, and I just watched, I like, I don't even know, I had never heard of it, and I was like, okay, let's watch this. And I just, something about the watching them grow up together and Mm -hmm. the back and forth, it just, I do love, one of my favorite things about the rom-com and about many of the rom-coms we've listed, like when Harry met Sally, Love and Basketball, is seeing the twist and turns, the like wrong paths you can go down there, like life is messy. I think that's so much fun to see. Um, Definitely maybe, which has made no one's lists. is like very it's like this ryan reynolds movie that's very clearly made with like a lot of i think inspiration from when harry met sally with like you're seeing somebody figure out their life um or like over many years telling a story um it just i was thinking about that when i rewatched that recently where i was like oh yes you can go the wrong way but you can come back and i think Mm -hmm. that's something very very nice about certain Mm. (laughs) rom-coms We didn't need that departure, I'll say. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking on uh, just like black rom-coms, I want to say, uh, yes, I noticed that they weren't on the list and I was upset by that. I also think like we're just not delivering on diverse rom-coms still to this day. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like I know I'm rooting for more Glenn Powell and more Zoe Deutsch, even though we don't need more white rom-coms. They just they just showed up in that film. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's still not there. God. All right. So we had brown sugar. Is it, is it back to me? It's back to you. I'm, I'm throwing it back to you. All right. My next one, I wasn't positive it would make it on the list. I think this is the one I was most likely to drop. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm shook, but go, go for it. I just think all rom-com should have puppets. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I I do think, um, I think it's like, yes, it has all the elements of a rom-com. I think I'm naturally going to, I was thinking about this when you said 13 going on 30. I'm naturally going to like a rom-com more if it has a silly musical element or a musical number. Mm-hmm. I just think, I not like, I think musicals are so fun. Um, I think they're a different category, obviously, or Mamma Mia would be all five on this list. <laughs> I think, but I do think when you when you do something silly like that, like in my best friend's wedding, when they sing, uh, I say a little prayer, I just think it like, it reminds you that you're, you are watching something very fun, very silly. Um, and to have a Dracula puppet musical... <laughs> You've you've found something that appeals to me specifically in all the right parts of my brain. I also think Kristen Bell, our girl from Veronica Mars, that's her most important role. So apologies to the rest of her career. Um, and Frozen, Veronica Mars. <laughs> yeah, and Frozen. We yeah we had a great time seeing Frozen. <laughs> um, and uh, I I think she gives a really good 
villainous performance. <laughs> I think, yeah, Jason Segel is so funny and so down. And Mila Kunis, I just think she has it as a rom-com lead. I was, mm. I was, uh, somebody was, oh, Bolu, one of our favorite tweeters, was live tweeting Friends with Benefits today. And I was arguing about it with some friends because I've always preferred No Strings Attached, even though I think they're both great movies. And I think all reviewers also preferred Friends with Benefits. I just really enjoyed No Strings Attached. Um, but I went and inspired by them, went and watched the flash mob scenes because I remembered being annoyed by them in theaters. <laughs> but I went and watched them and I was like, Mila really delivers in this this climax of this film. I was tearing up. I just think she's a wonderful rom-com lead. And she ends up in a lot of a lot of Garbo movies. <laughs> I loved Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> I did not watch that. <laughs> Maybe you don't need to. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne with the performance of a life. Oh gosh. <laughs> The same year he got his Oscar, he also delivered us one of the most unhinged sci-fi movie villain performances ever. Sorry, I'm getting us off track. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. We're in Hawaii. Mila is so charming. Not a, just like, like, I just understand how you have a crush on her in that movie, you know? Mm -hmm. Jason mm -hmm. Siegel, very funny, very depressed. <laughs> I think it all just works. Okay. Okay. For me, I again, I understand it's the outlier on my list. I could have very easily replaced it with When Harry Met Sally, 13 Going on 30, or Pretty Woman. <laughs> I love you, Gary Marshall, forever. Forever. I feel like the fourth and fifth one on my list, I very much struggled with, and it could have been a toss-up. I want to recognize that Julia Roberts is nowhere on my list, and I think that's a crime. I think it's also a crime. She made my list. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, because my best friend's wedding for me is like in Notting Hill. I also think not having a J-Lo movie on here, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack because when I tell you Made in Manhattan, I love that movie so much. I just, I have about like 13 other movies written around this <laughs> yes. list that were being, that were in consideration. And I did say, I need a J-Lo. I need a wedding planner. I need a Made in Manhattan. <sighs> I, Sometimes yeah. we get so caught up in the making fun of J-Lo online, which is, don't get me wrong, I understand why it's fun, that I think people forget that she delivers. <laughs> I will make fun of a J-Lo singing career always and forever, but don't come for her and her acting because she has given me Selena. She has, <laughs> she has given me Made in Manhattan. She has given me enough. I will, don't come, she, she gave us Hustlers. I will hustlers. <laughs> I will. I will fight for a J Lo acting career. So like, don't. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Hustlers, no. my god. <laughs> I I do all. Whenever I think of J Lo, I think of it as like the the you know when people were always pitting Selena Gomez and Demi against each other as singers, and it was just very obvious that even though Demi is a good actress and a great singer and. Selena's a fine singer and a great actress. Like, it was just very clear one should have been doing singing and one should have been doing acting instead of that, like, thing. And so Selena Gomez often reminds me of J-Lo, where it's like, you don't have to do music because you are very good at the acting side yes. of things. Yes, um, and But yes, it was tough to leave J-Lo off because 
I think she does something magical. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, she will always yes. act as a woman in her 30s, and I'm just going to happily believe her. <laughs> Did you see? I saw a tweet about that today. Apparently, she's playing a woman in her 30s in yes. Shotgun Wedding. <laughs> yes. And it's like, why could you just be a couple in your 40s? Like, it's fine. <laughs> or your 50s, as you are. <laughs> yes. That said, despite the. Com- I know I said a lot about chemistry. A movie with no chemistry that really tickled me <laughs> was Marry Me. The music. Marry, marry me, marry, marry me. Say yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was not a great rom-com and that's why it's not on our list. <laughs> I don't even... Shahan, this, this episode is going to be three hours long, but I don't care. Oh my I, God. I just remembered a movie that didn't make my list and I'm what? mad at myself. <laughs> what music and lyrics okay yes but okay i thought about that too Shahad. don't you worry okay i really struggled because that soundtrack alone is very good i think about how often as teens we sang welcome to booty town i've got to have my booties alive it's yeah. so good. It's very good. I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. I, we hadn't gotten to your next one. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the my fourth and fifth ones, I feel like could have been. Inter- oh, this is where we, I was coming. I feel like my fourth and fifth ones could have been interchanged with like a J Lo. Mm-hmm. I just a Julia Roberts. Like I feel like I'm I'm missing. I'm missing. I want to be clear. Oh no, I fully agree. Yeah, I I think. These lists are not all encompassing. They're like we were held at gunpoint. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I want to talk about Working Girl because I've never seen it, Avery. What? Sean, wait. You've never seen Working Girl? I don't know how this happened. To <gasps> I looked at Gordy my- Weaver. I thought no, Shahad, for real. <laughs> for real. I'm screaming. I thought we've talked about this before. Whoa. <laughs> okay. You sound like my college friends when I told them I had been pretending to have watched John Mulaney specials for all of college. John. <laughs> okay. I think the reason why... I, I also want to be clear, too. I think that... I think that J-Lo's Made in Manhattan, some could argue, is like a remake of Working Girl. Because okay. it is it is of the same, like, premise. All right. um, I generally know the idea of Working Girl, too. Yes. I love Working Girl because it is the movie that on my dying day, like, Harrison Ford <laughs> should have been in more rom-coms. Like, I don't know how you made a movie like Working Girl and thought, like, oh, let's just, like... Let's just keep him in Air Force One and like the fugitive and like all this other stuff because he's so sharp and he's so funny. And I know he was in another movie that I thought about putting on here, but I think that is it. I think I think it's a different category that's not a rom-com, but has like romantic elements. Him and Morning Glory with Rachel McAdams. I was going to say, that's the only other rom-com I could think of him in. Uh... Like... I'm so glad he was in that. But I'm like, the time in between is just too far. Like, he's so funny Mm -hmm. and his timing is great. And Sigourney Weaver as, like, a villainous character is so funny. Like, I love this I do think think Sigourney is (laughs) 
So, so funny, because I'm thinking of now Heartbreakers, speaking of a Sigourney comedic performance. Did we watch that over Netflix? We did watch that over, yes, yes. During, our our high school friends did during the the deep pandemic. Yes. And I, I, I just think she's so funny. So I do, I completely understand that being on your list. Um, I also think Harrison Ford gives such a... Like, I understand why he got, like, stuck in action because he's so good, right? Like, yes, he's so Indiana good. Jones, he's incredible at what yes. he does. But I, I'm just thinking about what you're saying about how he's funny, he's sharp. He is, as Han Solo, also a rom-com protagonist. Yes. Like, and they should have seen that. <laughs> I Like, we should have gotten a Carrie Fisher uh, Harrison Ford rom-com. And I'm now mad that I'm saying this because it's all I'm going to think about forever. <laughs> I just, he's so good. He's so good. And I'm excited because we were just talking about it before the show, but like, I'm excited to see him in Shrinking on Apple TV when I get Apple TV. Because again, like he's going to be able to do his like comedic chops. I just, I just love him. I really do. He, he is like one of the leading men of my life. Like between Star, growing up and watching Star Wars and Indiana Jones as a child, like he is forever like a leading man in my life. Mm-hmm. I love him. Wow, I, I gotta watch that one. That's uh, moving up my list in terms of importance. Okay, I'm putting, I'm putting it, uh, I'm writing it down right now so you don't uh, get mad at me later. Okay, I'm <laughs> shook. <laughs> I am too, because I've watched a lot of movies in my day, <laughs> and many of them trash. <laughs> um all right next on my list I did not watch this until my fifth year of college so I was like 22 by the time I saw this movie but Moonstruck and it's tough to put it in this category because I think it is in many ways the spiritual uh predecessor to my big fat Greek wedding which I think falls into a different category yes Mm -hmm. um and it's really hard to put Moonstruck here over again the holiday, which again has its own category, sorry, <laughs> over, <laughs> but over like much ado about nothing, obvious child. I'm tr- really trying to list out all of my favorites in this as we do this conversation, so everyone knows that I did not include so many bangers. <laughs> like I was torn, but Moonstruck, it's just I love it so much. It's funny. It's share just. An Oscar-winning performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, that moment when she's kicking the can as she walks down the street. Ooh. <laughs> or when she... <laughs> she's just... It's so funny. It's perfectly written. It's perfectly performed. And Nicolas and... Cage is a little cute little weirdo, and I love him. <laughs> I, yeah, I love... What I love about this movie is... I think as much as we love 2000 rom-coms, we did fall into a certain type of lead. We knew Kate Hudson could give us what we needed, you know, like, mm-hmm. but I think both of these romantic leads are so atypical, not in a, not that like, they're not both very conventional. They're both very conventionally attractive. I'm not saying that. I just feel like you do have this little weirdo in Nicolas Cage and you have this like family woman who does bookkeeping for her whole neighborhood. You know, she's like, until halfway through the movie, like, doesn't want the hairdresser to leave the gray in, (laughs) or wants the hairdresser to leave the gray in. It's a world so well-crafted, community and neighborhood and family so Mm well-crafted, and I just, oh, that's Cosmo's moon. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just think it's beautiful. I'm like tearing up at the thought of it. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie. When did you watch it? Because I really did not know about it until I was 22. I watched it. It was like one of the summers. So during like all through middle school and high school and a little bit of college, like I spent summers at my grandmother's house in San Diego. And my grandmother has like a collection of movies, just like Mm -hmm. a collection. It's her house where I watched A Walk to Remember for the first time. It's her house that I watched... Uh, what else did I watch? What were some pivotal watchings at Grandma's house? I watched Atonement at Grandma's house. But one of the mm-hmm. movies that I I watched a I watched The Notebook at Grandma's house. Uh, You're watching a lot of dramas at Grandma's I know, house, but a lot one of, of the tears movies, shed. <laughs> one of the movies that she had was Moonstruck, and she was like, "Oh, you should watch this. This is a good movie." And that's how I watched Moonstruck at Grandma's house. <laughs> I was very lucky in that a friend, it was one of my friend's like family's favorite movies and the the theater near Tufts was showing it. And this was one of those little independent theaters, Somerville Theater, I love it. And they would do such special things. And before the Moonstruck screening, they had an opera singer come and sing a piece of... (laughs) It was so lovely. And then uh, we got to watch, and I like got to watch this beautiful movie right after, which is, it was just so nice. That's beautiful. I also think getting to experience movies like this with a crowd, uh, as much as I think, as much as Avery, I love to watch a movie at home alone. I think it's, but it's why I, I love movies and I streaming's fine, but I think we're suffering from not having movies released in theaters because I just think seeing Moonstruck and those big laughs, seeing Pride and Prejudice in theaters this weekend for the first time I'd ever watched it. I don't think I would have watched it and thought it was a big laugh movie at home. Mm. This had like the crowd was losing it at the dad's deliveries, you know, just, Oh, I just think anyway, save cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Edwards Greenway palace forever, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. I'm dead. That's our uh, our teenagehood to this day theater. <laughs> That's yes. where Avery and I have seen every movie together except the movies we saw at an independent theater. <laughs> yes, this is correct. My last movie that made the list, honestly, when I was typing it, I was shook that I typed it. I was like, oh, I didn't expect <laughs> that you were going to put this down. But here we are. And like, I was confident. It just came from your fingers, uh, sprung from your head, fully formed. It, no, like it really did. Like it was a movie I wasn't even thinking about. And then I was like, oh, but I love this movie. Mm-hmm. That's Down With Love, with our girl. <laughs> so I'm glad we both got a Renee on our lists. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We had to get a Renee somehow. <laughs> yes, with our girl Renee and Ewan McGregor. Y'all... I love this movie because I think it's so sharp and I think it's so ridiculously like, like very much like Jahan said that that screwball comedy type movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's just funny and sharp. And again, maybe it's costume design that I like because Renee is like killing every single costume that she's wearing. And Ewan is just, he's so charming in that movie. He's so charming. I love him. I absolutely love him. And then, uh, what's his name? 
why am I blanking? Niles from Fra- from Frasier. Why am I? Uh, uh, yes. D- David Hyde Pierce? Is that, is that Yes, you're right. You're right. You got there. Oh, okay. Thank you. He, as a side character, as the best friend slash boss who gets walked all over. He's so funny. He's so funny in this movie. I adore it. I absolutely adore it. I really do. So again, I watched a desk set recently and... I don't have much experience in this era, <laughs> as Avery knows. I, I am very, like, I'm a huge movie watcher, but I'm very much a, I'd say, more recent rom-com girly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And more recent, I mean, like, 80s onwards. I'm not, like, discounting anything, <laughs> but I just haven't experienced those years. But I was watching this, and it was one of those screwball comedies, and it was just, it just so clear that Down With Love was made by someone who loves those to capture that yes. screwball co- comedy energy. and they did it and they did mm-hmm. it so well and it's so fun um and again i watched it for the first time a year ago and it was like one of uh from a to xenon listener carrie crowley's favorite movies mostly because she is also in love with you and mcgregor but <laughs> i'm sure she has other reasons too um <laughs> avery and carrie have rarely spoken if at all and i do think they have very similar taste <laughs> i think we like each other's tweets but i think it's one of those things where like we need to meet in person carrie Come through. <laughs> Carrie, come to Houston or Avery, come back to New York. <laughs> Turning 30 in April. Hey, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I had just a blast watching it. And it just like, yeah, I, I don't, it's easy to miss, but it's, it's easy to look overlook, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They sing Here's to Love during the closing credits. I thought okay. maybe there was a number. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. I was, well, still, we get a fun song. Rom comes with original songs like music with lyrics, a delight. <laughs> All right. And now we're at my final one. And again, there are 1 million different permutations of each of our lists. Mm-hmm. Know that these are not complete and it brought us physical pain to put them together. I struggled. <laughs> yes. Avery was really texting me in agony. <laughs> um, but uh, I had less agony because I scribbled it down earlier today. <laughs> Which means I could have missed something. But I am very glad this is on the list because it means we don't miss one of our rom-com icons. Mm-hmm. And we could have. Like, we got Hugh on the list. We got um, we got Renee on the list multiple times. We got Meg Ryan on the list multiple times. We managed Tom Hanks. But if we had missed Julia Roberts, I think we would have been wrong to do so (laughs) Mm. and y'all i i want to be clear this pained me because i love runaway bride i (laughs) love that movie (laughs) the the the, it's so funny because the julia roberts movies we love are so different i know yes (laughs) i i mean i know pretty everyone loves pretty woman it's impossible not to this is not that's not my movie (laughs) i just think um I, I think Notting Hill. I love not yeah. Before you get into Notting Hill, I, I do love Notting Hill for all the reasons that you're about to say. But I think what Notting Hill also does really good, Notting Hill has to be one of my maybe like top favorite friend groups in a movie. Yes, I was about to say, yeah. It is their friend group that they have. I love them to death. Like that is a friend group I would love to join in real life. I fully agree. And actually, I was talking about this just earlier today because all I am ever talking or thinking about is rom-coms or decoms. Um, and when we, my friends and I were talking about friends with benefits versus no strings attached, I said, 
I think No Strings Attached, part of the reason I love it so much is it has one of the most stacked supporting casts I've ever seen in a rom-com. You're going to give me Greta Gerwig, Jake Johnson, Lake Bell, Ludacris, <laughs> Mindy Kaling, Guy Branham, Abby Elliott. <laughs> what are they all doing there? <laughs> I know, right? Right? <laughs> and they're all just being so funny and... It's so silly. I just remember that bleeding love scene when they're all, when Guy Branham says, we're all on the same cycle. I was next to Avery losing my shit in theaters. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yes, I fully agree with you. I think a well-rounded supporting cast, either a family or a friend group, can, can give a rom-com what it takes mm -hmm. to make it over the line. And I do think that is the case with Notting Hill. I think... Mm -hmm. That friend group is so funny. You've got Spike, the roommate. Um, I do not know how to pronounce Reese's name, but he is a delight in that chaotic role. You have the only other woman whose character has ever loved and his best friend. And oh, there, there's, so there's that little tension of what could have been even in the friend group. Mm-hmm. They're so funny, they're so sweet, and they're making fun of Julia Roberts in such a lovely way where she also, like, she also feels immediately accepted by this friend group and, like, she is a part of it. But ultimately, that's not the only thing I love about Notting Hill. It's beautiful. I feel like I live in Notting Hill. I feel like I'm enjoying it. I'm watching this man be heartbroken through all the seasons. The soundtrack is incredible. Yes, we've got she in that moment, Elvis Costello, um, but but we've also got one of my favorite, and I love, I say this about everyone because I, I also think rom-coms have tremendous soundtracks. I think, I think we could talk, do a whole episode just about rom-com soundtracks. I have a playlist that I sent out with my, I, I burned CDs for my advisors to listen to alongside it <laughs> of just the, the, what I could bring it down to on CD length, but the list uh, that it's an hours long um, playlist on Spotify that has like 700 followers for some reason. And it's just songs from rom-coms. And I think like when I think that epiphany moment, when the music starts playing and when Harry met Sally, when you've got, it had to be you in mm -hmm. uh, you've got mail, when you've got sign seal delivered and Tom is walking with his flowers. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> when, when the character realizes what they have and what they need. I think Notting Hill has one of my favorite. I was going to say, you love Ain't No Mountain High Enough in Bridget Joe. <laughs> yes, not to leave out Ain't No Mountain High Enough. I'm so sorry. The perfect Avery, Avery here because I tweet about that <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but like, God, that one's so good. The run, she's in her underwear. <laughs> she's <laughs> she is undressed in the snow. <laughs> Notting Hill has one of my favorite ones because they are racing, packed into this car like it's a clown car. They're about to, uh, the friend who uses a wheelchair tells them to leave her behind and her husband says, the hell I am or something like that. And he carries her and you've got, um, I think it's Gimme Some Lovin' is playing and it's one of the best and funniest journeys to your romantic climax that I have ever seen and I could say that about every movie. We just listed three of the other ones I love. But it's so sweet, again, and it's powered by the friend group, which is what I think yeah. Notting Hill does so well. You're so right. Um, 
and then we we get to one of the most wonderful moments where he's like <laughs> so what's great about this is we've already seen the incredible romantic speech from Julia and it's been rejected we've already seen I'm just a boy standing in front of a girl. Oh my god, I skipped over that somehow because I had so much fun with Hugh's realization. But yeah, this oh, this movie has so many wonderful speeches, so much... Oh, <laughs> I think I need to rewatch it soon, but I'm just a boy standing in front of a girl is a perfect rom-com speech. And then we get Hugh pretending to be a member of the press. I think the magazine is Horse and Hound. <laughs> is the fake magazine he works for. And he's just, he's asking her questions and she's smiling and to quote Lin-Manuel Miranda, love is love. Is love. <laughs> you know, sometimes he's right. <laughs> it's so good. It is. It's so good. It's good. I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you put Julia on here because I felt so mm-hmm. I felt like dying inside because she yeah. wasn't on the list. And I'm, yeah. I mean there's so many we're missing. We're missing I think Kate Hudson did something special in the the mid 2000s that we had some fun with. I think Avery and I used to quote you killed our lo- you killed our love fern from how to lose a guy in 10 days all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. I do think we don't have a Kate Winslet, um, who I will say is not typically a rom-com person, but maybe should be. I have Sandra Bullock on here later down mm-hmm. the line as like comedy slash action movies. But Sandra Bullock was like, killing it. <laughs> Two weeks notice is on here. Um, okay. On my page. It's not on any of my lists, but I was like, it's another... <laughs> Hugh never doesn't deliver in a wrong <laughs> <That's> cup. <it. laughs> no. He has chemistry with every actress you put him down with, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, Two Weeks Notice is one we both loved Love that was really notice. tough to not include. Because yeah, Sandra Bullock delivers. And there's movies that I loved that I didn't put on here that maybe should have re- received some recognition. Because like, imagine me and you, how many other... <laughs> gay rom-coms do we have right yeah i felt bad i didn't put waitress on here and i love waitress it is my comfort movie like whenever i feel like sad or or just need like a break i watch waitress and i love waitress so much i was just thinking about how many few how few queer rom-coms we have and i did not enjoy bros apologies to billy eichner but fire island was a recent (gasps) one that really like, now I'm regretting not, like, should I have bumped it up? <laughs> I love Fire Island. I it love Fire so Island. It was so fun. Another one where the friend group really, yeah, yep. really, really carries God. Every time I see that, that, that game night scene come <laughs> the across The defense my, is wrong! <laughs> the defense is wrong! <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> I will watch it six times every time it comes across yep. my timeline. You can't watch it just once. You need to see the whole thing several times. Oh, man. Thank you so much for listening. As you can tell, we have a lot to say about rom-coms, which does mean that we ran out of time. Um, this record went on for nearly three hours. 
had the time of my life, but cannot expect you. I think Avery would agree. We cannot expect you to listen to three hours of us in a, like in one episode. Yeah, no, we, we want to, we want to give you guys a break. So we're going to break this episode up into two parts. <laughs> so I think you've probably heard Avery mention her categories <laughs> a little bit. I'm imagining Avery with like a, one of those conspiracy boards <laughs> of her rom-com categories. Uh, and so this first episode is that first list of the pure rom-com we were discussing. The second episode, we'll be getting into those categories. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. This has been from A to Xenon the rom-com departure episode part one i am available on all platforms at chihan413 adam is available on all platforms at the podcast adam avery i'm at camille says 36 and our email should you choose to share your crushes with us is supernova girls 2049 at gmail.com and when better to send a crush in than in February, right around Valentine's Day? Avery just did a hand gesture. It's Adam and I's birthdays this month, too. Oh, God, what a month. <laughs>